Welcome to the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. We now call this meeting to order. First issue of business attendance, uh, we have uh, Pavel Deshane. It's Paul Deshane. I think it's Pavel. Uh, In other languages, I suppose, yeah. Were you Pavel Dishinovsky? Was that was that your original name? <laughs> to be honest, I've always wanted to be Pavel Dishinovsky. Well, if you want to go with that for the duration of this meeting, I would be totally down with that. Very well, Mr. Dishinovsky. And we have David Morgan. That's uh, you? No, I'm Aiden Morgan. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, David's not here. I will fill in in his place. Uh, I've actually never seen David in the office. Oh. I'm starting to think uh, that he's just, it's just an HR mistake. Yeah, well, without him here, we are once again without quorum. Yep. Unless we, of course, count the uh, jelly beans on the table. <laughs> I suppose we could. At least then anything we do tonight would be binding. Yeah, let's make it binding. Seven jelly beans, jelly beans in the table. Excellent. Now for some, uh, what's, what's some new business tonight? Oh, we got, um, we have to pass the minutes from the last meeting. We do. Um, I'll, I'll make the motion. I think, okay, the black jelly bean seconds, motion passed. All right. Okay, so business arising from the last uh, minutes. Uh, there were people at the end of the last meeting that we forgot to thank. Well, do they pull their weight? I mean, this is the question. <laughs> Way more than we did. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I mean, we didn't yeah. thank ourselves either. But yes, we should thank these people. Yeah. So there's Guidewire. Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill. Yes, he provides our lovely uh, theme music. Yes, he does. And inter- interstitial music. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he does all all the music work. He's actually usually in the corner of the office just... Um, With a theremin. Yes, cranking out tunes on his theremin. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's not here tonight. Uh, um, also, Cassie Ozog, of course, who is our zombie expert, who I'm sure we're going to have to get in again. Well, the threat of zombies will, will come back to haunt us, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, Councillor Bryce, for being such a good sport and answering uh, my ridiculous questions. Yes, thank you. Thank you to Councillor Bryce. No, we're much appreciated. Yeah. Also, uh, we should thank, the, of course, um, Executive Office here uh, for making us, uh, you know, uh, being compliance with memo EX1063, which dictates that we have to be on CJTR 91.3 FM as part of uh, the city's public outreach. Yeah, and it's 91.3 FM uh, last week. Apparently we were saying 93. And we got several calls. Apparently people got confused. Yeah, they tuned their radios while they were listening to our show. They tuned us off to static and couldn't find their way back. Is it exactly. And there were at least three car accidents that we've heard of. Yeah. Also, I had uh, a news story that won't have made it into the uh, into the conventional news media um, that is arising from our uh, last meeting. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, the ghost of Good Times Charlie's, which haunts the uh, Capitol Point site and has been responsible for... Uh, that construction not actually being completed. Right. Many delays because of the ghosts that's been scaring off workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, a group of kids heard about this, and they went down to the uh, the Capitol Point construction site to investigate the ghost of Good Time Charlie's. Mm-hmm. They had uh, several freaky adventures. They set up a fiendishly complex trap, and they were a- able to capture the ghost of Good Time Charlie's. Fantastic. Yeah. And when they pulled the mask off, 
uh, underneath the um, the mask, I, I believe it was a uh, an old uh, dartboard. Oh. They whipped it off, <laughs> and uh, underneath it was uh, the CEO of the Hill Group of Companies. Of course. Paul J. Hill. And, you know, he would have gotten away with it, too. If it weren't for those meddling kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently uh, he was not happy that uh, the Capitol Point building is now going to be, when it's when it's completed in all its glory, uh, it will be the tallest building in all Saskatchewan, and no longer will uh, the tallest building in Regina be one of the four hill towers. So. That's right. And what, what, about, what about the rumor that he was actually the one who put up the barometer on Kijiji? Which barometer? The the great big planes uh, weather weather vane type barometer. Oh, I'm sure one. that must have been him. Yeah, it's. I mean, obviously. Just, yeah. Because I mean, if there's anybody in our city who needs some pocket change, from hawking an old barometer. It's 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 the Hill family. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so I think that brings us to the end of business arising. Uh, we need a motion for today's agenda. Oh yes. Um, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, you know. Okay, uh, my second motion. Excellent. It's carried. Woo. Um, so happy town planning day. Thank you. Yeah. I've planned for this for days now. Have you? Yes. They, um, well, it's, it's a big deal around City Hall town, happy town planning day. That's right. There were, co- I, I even came in costume. <laughs> I came, I it's, came it's as wonderful. My, I came as my favorite town plan. <laughs> and which one is that? I, I really can't tell because you really just look like a bunch of paper stapled to your suit. The grid. I've come as I've come as a city grid, uh, largely parking lots. Oh yeah. Oh no, I get it now. I get yes. it now. All those like blank sheets. Yes, exactly. Naturally, yeah. Yeah, naturally. Good. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I I forgot to wear a costume. I feel like an idiot. Uh, anyways, um, upstairs. Uh, there are kids. Uh, well, there were kids. They've gone home now. But uh, grade ten, eleven, and twelve. Excuse me. Twelve students uh, came into City Hall to uh, spend the day in the City Planning and Development Department, meet the staff, learn some stuff about uh, city planning, uh, have fun, in quotation marks. There were uh, photos of the kids on Twitter. Um, Having their quotation marks fun? Uh, yeah, they look like uh, teens <laughs> uh, slouching in chairs. <laughs> That's the future of our city, teens yeah. slouching in chairs. We're all for it here at the Improvement Bureau. <laughs> um, also, uh, coming up to further celebrate Town Planning Day, on uh, Saturday, November 7, at uh, the Downtown Public Library branch, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., the city, in partnership with Regina Public Library, is putting on City Planning and You. And I have no idea what that's going to involve, because we did not get a memo about this. No, we 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 actually are having trouble lately. We're not getting a lot of memos from upstairs. Uh, I'm starting to think they don't even know that we're here. I'm thinking that might be true. I was I got really excited because I thought we had a memo, uh, but it turned out it was just an old hot dog wrapper. Mm, sorry, yeah, I was I was very hungry. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, um, yeah. And so then the last thing for town planning day is. Uh, uh, the city has posted some new videos to the uh, city planning website. Uh, uh, you can find that at regina.ca slash city planning. One word. And uh, I object. Uh, city planning is two words. Oh, damn it. Yeah, no, you're right. 
Um, we'll have to make a note of that and send that upstairs, right, see if they can change it. that on the website. Um, I think it's time we move on to outstanding improvements. These are outstanding. Yeah. So uh, announced this week, Regina Transit is introducing Audible Stop Announcement System on its uh, conventional transit buses. And we actually, we, we have an announcement. Uh, we've actually been able to purchase the audio tracks from the now defunct Las Vegas monorail. Uh, so there will be multiple jokes about Sammy Davis Jr. and Kesha in between stops. You know what we should do? We should, since we're doing this uh, show for the city, we should offer to record our own jokes about local celebrities that they could play on the, uh, the audible stop announcement system to entertain guests to our city. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Like, what did Andy Schaff say to the, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've, got, I've got nothing here. I don't, I don't have any jokes about Andy Schaff. I'm very yeah. sorry. Yeah, and the only joke about Paul Hill that I had was I told at the top. But, but there will be more. There will be more jokes. Yeah. Um, oh, and also, uh, I mentioned on Twitter today by uh, a, a man named Colin, a bus driver who goes by QC Bus Dude. He has uh, assured us that the audible stop announcement system is not just him standing on a bus shouting out people stops. It is an actual automated system. In my experience, when somebody says that that's not what the case is. It often is. So it probably will be QC bus dude standing and shouting out the stops. Oh, damn. Did we jinx it for him? I think we did. Um, but if we could get him to maybe, you know, say, like, have, like, the bad Las Vegas celebrity jokes, I think we'll have a winner. All right. Okay, next up, uh, next item on the agenda, um, the, excuse me, uh, the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. They have uh, done a survey of uh, Regina downtown businesses and mm -hmm. uh, patrons of uh, our downtown, and uh, they have some uh, findings that they have released recently. Well, let's. I actually went on a fact-finding mission as well. I think let's let's hear what the business improvement or business improvement district has for for their survey. All right. Um, well, one of the things they found is that businesses have an appetite to work together on marketing. They're hungry for collaboration. They are. Um, respondents uh, say they want a movie theater and a grocery store downtown, which I think seems pretty obvious. Um, there's complaints about the poor infrastructure around roads and sidewalks. Uh, I don't think anybody's surprised about that. Apparently, everybody loves the farmer's market and all the events that are being organized on the plaza, and they want to see more of that, and the Business Improvement District is going to do that. Um, the uh, Regina Downtown Business Improvement District is also wondering how they're going to be able to attract more people to downtown uh, after Rider Games. Ah, well, I think the probably the best thing to do would be to uh, have built the stadium close to downtown, yeah, instead of uh, further away than instead the of, instead of further from it, uh, yeah. but the the other solution is to simply build the stadium around the downtown, and you know, turn turn the downtown into like a twenty four seven rider football game. That would be great. Yeah. Um, if there was only some way that they could build the stadium with some kind of like, um, I don't know, <laughs> if, if like an amoeba it could shoot out a pseudopod and like suck in 
any parts of the city. It feels it a bit needs. like it does that already, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. The way, yeah, well, and it certainly sucks in all of our conversations. Um, <laughs> um, oh, oh I, you know, we should mention. What's that? We are on the mighty CJTR 91.3 radio station. That community is radio. It is Regina's community radio. It is. It is. In compliance with Memo EX 1063. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I I, uh, I went on a fact-finding mission myself uh, after having looked at the uh, Business Improvement District survey. Uh, the problem is, I find with surveys, is that you're only looking at what people say. People say they want, you know, vegetables and health food, and you catch them at 2 a.m. eating, like, pre-wrapped subs at the Petrocan. I mean, this, is, this is a problem. Or you find them, like, lining up at Taco Time, like, three times in an evening. It's, it's just the way people are. So what I did is I went downtown on a farmer's market day, and I observed what people liked. Uh, I had to initially prompt people to talk about what they liked, but finding out the reactions was probably very instructive. Um, so people, uh, people like hot dogs. Uh, I know I do. Uh, they like purchasing and consuming hot dogs. Um, they also, I noticed, like they like wearing clothes. Um, clothes I noticed that too. But clothes that are appropriate to the weather. Oh, yeah, that's something I should consider. That's that's often what they do. So I think we should have like outlets for clothing. Uh, they enjoy walking dogs, conversing with each other. Um, they also enjoy walking slightly faster and casting occasional glances back at me. As I call out, I'm from the government, what do you like? Uh, they like rolling up car windows. Uh, one young woman asked, um, she liked asking me if interrogating strangers was how I got my kicks. Um, to which I said, you mean my fresh new kicks, indicating my feet, but she didn't laugh. So all I can conclude... I'm laughing. Uh, thank you. But I can, all I can conclude is that uh, people of Regina, they don't like... like Humor. They don't like great comedy when it's just spontaneously delivered. That would explain our ratings. I, I agree. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. In, in conclusion, Reginans uh, are humorless, clothes-wearing, hot-dog-eating people who don't seem to like me very much. I will write that up and send it directly to the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District. I, I think they need to know these things. And they can include that into their blueprint for the downtown. I think they should just wipe their blueprint and put that in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I think I'm going to jump ahead to um, something really big happened yesterday to cities. All of the cities? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we, we have a new federal government. I noticed that. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, the, the federal liberals uh, are now the actual government that Justin Trudeau uh, swore in his uh, cabinet yesterday. And I, like, I know we have a lot of really serious city, city business that we're doing here, but I was hoping you could like just give me a moment uh, to rant a bit. Uh as long as it doesn't impact the agenda of the meeting, I mean, I, I you know, it's. It, I think this is really important. Like a, the the cabinet for our country is a really important issue, and um, you know, I feel very strongly about this. That I think you know, there's just us guys here, so I kind of wanted to talk about and jelly beans and the jelly beans. Um, I thought we should talk about meritocracy. 
I, th- I, I agree. I think, I think this is a subject whose time has come. Yeah. Um, the, the federal cabinet, these are, you know, except for the prime minister, these are the most powerful politicians in our country. They make decisions that, you know, have national importance. They, they speak on issues that, you know, could have repercussions internationally. And, um, so, you know, I think it's obvious when you're dealing with something this important that, you know, merit should be the deciding factor when you're choosing people to be in your cabinet. Exactly. So what does Trudeau do uh, for, you know, the finance portfolio, arguably the most, um, the most important portfolio in the cabinet? Mm-hmm. He hires a rookie neophyte MP, just got elected for the first time, puts him in the uh, finance portfolio, Bill Morneau. Huh. And I'm like, this is outrageous. I mean, wh- what experience does this guy have that qualifies him to be the finance minister? Apparently, he's you know he was in business in finance. He has business and finance experience. What does that even mean? What? I have no idea. Apparently, he volunteers. Um, I'm sure that's very fulfilling to you know operate. And run the uh, you know the fundraising car wash. I'm sure that exactly. makes him yeah. feel great about himself. Yeah, but well, is that what well, we want in a finance minister? Well, we'll raise what a bake sale, like yeah. a national bake sale. Is exactly. that what we're going to get? Probably I, to pay for their to pay for their promises. Maybe with with this guy in charge. What a delicious way to fulfill promises. Yeah, but he has no policy experience. Meanwhile, people that Trudeau overlooked, uh, people like the Honorable Carolyn Bennett. Um, mm-hmm. She was Canada's first minister of state for public health, vice chair of the Standing Committee on National Defense, first elected to the House of Commons in 97. She's been government forever. She knows policy up and down. Uh, Judy Foote, member of the House of Assembly in Newfoundland. She was the minister of development and rural renewal, industry, trade and technology, rural development. She knows finance. But we're talking about merit here. Yeah. But you mentioned that like he's... He, like the gender, the gender parity of the cabinet is like is ridiculous. I mean, there's there's no gender parity, as you're pointing out. Well, um, you know, I'm also thinking there's other people like Christia Fle- Freeman, uh, uh, Freeland. Sorry, yeah, she's she was the editor of the Financial Times. Finance was in her old magazine that she used to work for. Oh, Pamela Goldsmith Jones. She was twice elected mayor of West Vancouver. These would be awesome, like cabinet ministers. Yep, Marianne Mahichek. Uh, she was a former mem- member of the Manitoba legis- Legislature, Minister of Industry, Trade, and Mines. Judy Rowe, she's been in, she was like a member of Toronto City Council, has been in a member of Parliament since 1999. Uh, so these are all people that we, that could have been finance ministers. But once again, it's somebody who has Bay Street connections who gets the job. So once again, it's w- who you know. Not what you know that gets the job. Well, I tuned in to the uh, the ceremony, mm-hmm. and I thought, just for once, I'd like to see like uh, jigging, maybe some throat singing. But no, once more, just some bagpipes and a bunch of doer old white men in neckties standing around. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what we get. Actually, I think you may have been watching the swearing-in ceremony from the last election. Okay, that would make sense. It was on a VHS tape. Right. Okay. Yeah. That would make more sense. That would make a lot more sense. Okay. Um, 
So anyways, those are my concerns with the cabinet, that they've just put some young guy with no policy experience in charge of finance, fresh off the street, some punk, just because he might, you know, play squash with some hedge fund managers. Exactly. Yeah. So anyways, I think we should move on uh, back to the city business. I agree. That's arising from this, uh, from the election of the uh, liberals. Um, I have a little audio clip here of our prime minister from 2014. Let's hear that. Municipalities, as you well know, deliver more than 60% of the services to citizens, but collect only between 8 and 12 cents on the tax dollar. And on infrastructure, even though the federal government owns about, has about half the fiscal capacity of all orders of government, it only makes 12% of infrastructure investments. That isn't sustainable. And it isn't fair. Our communities need greater support. I hear this every time I meet with municipal economic development staff. There's no shortage of great ideas, but we're falling short in giving our cities and towns the infrastructure they need to attract new businesses and new jobs. It's time for a new agreement between our municipalities, provinces, and our federal government. So that was Justin Trudeau before he was Prime Minister Justin Trudeau speaking about you know the need for a new relationship with uh, between cities and the federal government. Uh, and during the campaign, uh, his plan was to invest $125 billion in infrastructure over the next 10 years, uh, which would almost double the commitments made by Stephen Harper. Uh, he was going to uh, focus those investments on transit, social infrastructure like affordable housing and seniors care, uh, also on green infrastructure. Um, so, uh, uh, the environment, uh, they're also going to, um, uh, establish a Canada infrastructure bank, which would, uh, provide low cost financing for infrastructure pro- projects. Um, what, what that would do is, uh, cities would then be able to borrow through the federal government. The federal government gets extremely good terms when it borrows money if municipalities can use the uh, federal government's credit rating basically they can get huge discounts on borrowing if they want to build something mm. um, the CIB will also be uh, they say will be issuing green bonds so that you can invest money in uh, uh, so that well I don't know who would invest money but you can invest money in green projects uh, infrastructure projects that way okay. I was actually planning on uh, like doing a garden Oh yeah, my, in my backyard. So I think you should apply. I think I will apply because this this is that's green. It is. Yep. I, yeah. I'm. I'm. Justin. I will be. You can. You can look forward to my application. You can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that he's looking forward to it because I'm sure he's listening to our show right now. Um, if, if not, he's he's obviously not the civic minded like politician mm-hmm. that he's campaigned on. Yeah. Um, there has been uh, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, which is where he uh, gave that speech. Uh, they, um, after he won the election, they were very pleased, and they put out a statement uh, saying that uh, they were glad to see that uh, city issues were front and center, and municipality issues were front and center in the election. So, I don't know. Um, considering 
as you know, I go to city council meetings so that you don't have to. Thank you. And uh, over the last uh, six or seven years, this has been a major issue, this question of infrastructure funding. Um, we uh, Cities do uh, benefit from, they get a portion of the gas tax uh, paid back to them. And, uh, you know, this, this, it's, it's a welcome thing. But again, that was, that was put through through the, uh, by the former liberal government. Um, and, you know, the Harbor government just kind of coasted on that. There have also been things like the Building Canada Fund, which, you know, is like, um, tens of billions of dollars of money that's being paid out for infrastructure projects. However, um, the Harper government had a nasty habit of kind of holding on to that money and not paying it out until we were getting close to an election. Uh, there were a lot of announcements here in Regina uh, just months before the election call came of uh, infrastructure projects that uh, the federal government was going to be footing the bill for. So um, it it seemed more like infrastructure was a had previously been used as like a a carrot to sort of lure voters. Uh, at, at strategic times. Well, I'm planning to grow carrots in my garden. You could lure voters. I could with, or and like I could influence policy with uh, not not metaphorical carrots, which probably aren't as delicious, but literal carrots. Um, also, literal sticks. I've there's a bunch of them. I see them around the neighborhood. And you collect them? Yes. Like a child. <laughs> like a child. Um, well, the, you know, I'm glad you're doing this. The, the federal, the, the nationwide infrastructure deficit, there's different ways to calculate it. This is like how much our roads are falling apart, how much our schools are falling apart, um, how much we need to build stuff just to function, uh, you know, how like, uh, how like the roads are congested and people can't get to work in a timely manner because we don't have enough public transit to f- shuttle people around. Um, Depending how you calculate that deficit, uh, it's around like 200 to 300 billion dollars. We're talking a ginormous chunk of change. Um, even, uh, even Justin Trudeau's, uh, promise of 125 billion over 10 years is still only a scrap, uh, like a, a drop in the bucket. But you know, it's, it's good that, you know, you are too making a drop in the bucket with your garden. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's all part of improving the city. You're an improvement vector. I am an improvement vector. Um, okay, we've uh, we've got to get to innovative revenue tools quickly here. Yes, indeed. We've got to get through, the, through those. Um, so the innovative revenue tool, uh, we received a recommendation from the outsourcing action panel. Which we used to sit on until it was outsourced. Yeah. Um, so the report they sent uh, suggests the distributed solid waste disposal. How this works is um, everybody now has a plastic rollout bin for their garbage, all homeowners. So what you would do under this uh, uh, distributed solid waste disposal system is you would put your garbage in your rollout bin. You would roll it out to your your street, uh, you know, to the street corner, or not corner, sorry, the curb, like you do now. Um, And then you would shove it one house to the left or the right depending which way the landfill is from where you live. And then the people next to you would do the same. And every morning you go out and you shove your garbage rollout bin one house to the left or the right towards the landfill. Right. And um, it, so then when more when you have more garbage, you just add it to the rollout bin, shove right. it towards the landfill. Yeah. It's, it's like a fireman's uh, water carry. Exactly. 
I should tell you that uh, when the city instituted recycling, it took years to get that off the ground. Uh, the fireman's chain uh, rollout program, that's happening uh, next week, so get ready. Yep. Yep, um, and this will get this will get rid of the need for garbage trucks. The whole solid waste disposal department can just be folded. It'll save us millions of dollars. We're going to lay off so many people. <laughs> it will be glorious, and if that doesn't work, we have this. We are. That was that was some that was some good innovative revenue stuff. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always I'm always pleased to hear great ideas on how to raise money. Um. So Aiden. Yes, Pavel. It is that time of year again. See, I know it seems to come earlier and earlier and earlier. I mean, Halloween is barely over, and it's all anybody is talking about upstairs, complaining about how it's all money and gotten so corporate. Of course, I'm talking about city budget season. Yeah, I've already decorated my house. Oh, you have? Yeah. You know, I feel like we are the only the only department that decorates for city budget season anymore. What? Also, I think we're the only department that keeps on getting kicked out by security when we try to enter through the front door. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. And I they're so wondering. upset about our budget tinsel. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, partly because our budget tinsel is actually made of asbestos. You've got to do something with all that surplus asbestos. Exactly. They keep sending it down here. And, I, I mean, I, I made an asbestos snowman this year. It's, it's lovely. I made asbestos pillows for everyone in the neighborhood. You did? Yes, they love it. Yeah? They also seem to be uh, coughing a lot, though. Well, you know, it's the good well. with the bad, Aiden. The, the good flu. with the bad. I think they've got the flu or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah they yeah. should have gotten their shots. That'll that'll teach them. Exactly. Get yeah. your shots, people. Or you'll get a, a, an asbestos pillow from Aiden. That's right. You'll get the old bestest flu. <laughs> um, so, uh, with nobody decorating, we got something else instead from upstairs. Cool. I think you're going to like it. I, I think, oh, I mean, I, I like pretty much everything that comes from upstairs. Upstairs is good. Um, they have sent, uh, well, they've sent to all of us. It's a present for all of Regina. It's the Regina budget calculator. Night, I mean, there's, there's actually like a song. It's like, da, 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 calculator, da, da, da. You know, like, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. They, it's, it's kind of a, well, it, it's kind of tedious because there's no other word that really rhymes with calculator, so they just keep saying it over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you can uh, anybody listening can check out the budget calculator at reginacitizenbudget.com. Right, but you have to say it like you have to like actually say calculator like it's a word like calculator. Yep, that's the only way to work. Um, do you want to hear what it sounds like? Uh, yeah, I do. I'm really curious. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Regina is a provincial capital on the grow. Okay. We're, we're a provincial capital on we're the grow. On the grow. Yeah. Wow. That's like, um, I think they got that from uh, Simpsons. Oh, did they? Well, uh, yeah. I thought I actually read a report that they, they put a lot of money to like um, to brainstorm. Uh, uh, well, I think they actually outsourced that idiom. I, they, I think they did. I think yeah. they outsourced that to, um, I, I don't even really want to speculate on where they outsourced that to, but yeah. they did. Yeah, this is my favorite part so far. <laughs> that's, 
that's pretty good. I like that. I like that little dr- little drum yeah. fill. That really that really makes it. Yeah. And then and then you feel like you're at a spa, and then you feel like you're in hell. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, also, uh, so the, basically what this video does is it tells you what a budget is uh, at the city, um, uh, why we have to do it. Uh, later on in the uh, in the budget video, they tell us all the things that uh, Regina's budget uh, pays for. And uh, so I'll play that now. So what exactly does that money cover? Well, things you need, like police... Fire and emergency response. Street lights. Waste services. And snow clear. Things you use, like community centers, recreation facilities, and trails. Things you appreciate, like outdoor spaces. you value, like arts and culture and community programming. Things you enjoy, like swimming pools, golf courses, and arenas. There's public transit, and of course, roads and infrastructure that must be preserved and expanded. So there you have it. Some great stuff on that list. I'm a little concerned about some of the sound effects. Why? Uh, Well, when they talk about uh, trails and parks and stuff, there's kind of a crackling sound, Mm -hmm. like somebody setting them all on fire. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Actually, that part of the video is my favorite part. But when when everything burns, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a carryover character from their Joe the Firebug video, right? Yeah, about like fire safety. They really need to get control of Joe the Firebug. He's mm-hmm. like gotten into all their videos, and he's just like burning things down willy nilly. Yeah, um, I do note though, uh, there's there's parks and roads and uh, arenas, but there's no mention of the uh, stadium that we're building. That'll be a thing that we enjoy. It will be a thing that we enjoy, but they didn't feel fit to mention it in their list of things that we're paying for, even though 0.45% of every mill rate increase from now until I'm not entirely sure when will be going towards the construction and upkeep of the stadium. So every year we're getting a 0.45% mill rate increase for the stadium, but they didn't include that in their budget calculator video. Well, you know, it was. it did seem to be aimed at... Uh, at, you know, yeah, this is sort of the 10-year-old level, so uh, maybe they thought 10-year-olds wouldn't be interested in the arcana of the uh, stadium mm-hmm. building. Um, so the, the budget... Oh, hang on a sec. This is how the budget video ends. I'll just play that. So, what matters most to you? Try prioritizing city spending with our cool budgeting tool at regina.citizenbudget.com. Then, learn more about the city budget by downloading and sharing documentation from regina.ca slash budget. You know, 
this music just takes me right back to the 1990s. It's like I'm in an Enya video. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm set adrift on memory bliss. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, so the budget calculator that I've been talking about and they were just talking about how it works is you go to that website and there's all, all these little sliders. And uh, the sliders you can move up and down for things like fire and protective services and community services, all those things they listed that your budget money pays for. Oh, you're not, you don't mean the sliders like those little burgers? No, oh, no. Okay. No, um, no, they're like they're like little like um, computery things. Oh, okay. So not edible. No, not not in the least okay, edible. Well, I'm a little disappointed, but okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, this is meant for citizens, not really for us. Okay. Yeah. If if we had our way, if we could improve the city the way, like just the way we wanted, we'd we'd uh, we'd have like the computers would have like, little burger sliders. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can like suggest that as well. I think so. Um, so basically, it's this pretty fun game where you move the sliders up and down, and you move the slider for the uh, mill rate increase, the uh, the property tax rate, basically up and down, and you try to get to balance. So if you if you're spending too much money on different city things, then it warns you klaxons go off, and it's like ah, you're out of budget. Mm. And if you if you're not spending enough, they're like, oh, you got to spend more money. Um, or you got to lower the tax rate. It does all these things. Um, and I figured out how, and so it's a, it's a fun game and I figured out how to beat it. Tell us how. So what you have to do is you have to like jack the property tax slider, like as high as it'll go, which is to 6%. So a 6% property tax increase. Um, it sounds bad, but it isn't completely outrageous. Uh, Saskatoon raised their property taxes last year by seven and a quarter percent. Uh, we raised ours by 5.8% in uh, last year as well. And Calgary raised theirs by 6% in 2012. Ooh. So there's a precedent for 6% property tax increases. Um, but you'll find that each uh, percentage bump in property tax increase, um, that only gets you an additional $1.8 million, which for a city is just chicken Scratch. Yeah. Chicken feed. Chicken feed. Yeah. Chump change. Chump change. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so jacking it up to 6% in this little game, that'll only get you an additional $4.5 million, which isn't really going to help you that much. So the next thing you have to do is you just have to slash the police budget just as much as you can. Give them nothing but donuts. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so they're the largest operating budget item on the city budget at $76.9 million. Uh, the next highest is preserving city infrastructure at $48.2 million. So keeping our roads and our parks and everything in trim, we spend less money on that than we do on policing. Um, so I figure you can just like cut that. Uh, you, you're allowed to drop it down to $61.5 million. And when you do that, that gets you in total like another $15.5 million. And you're just making it rain in all the other city departments. And there'd be like little like pixelated avatars from like, you know, transit jumping up and down <laughs> and doing little dances. This, this would be, I mean, it'd be a libertarian nightmare. No, no enforcement, huge taxes. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I see the problem. Yeah, what's the problem? Well, without an adequate police force, people naturally turn to like crime and turn into like slavering dogs, as we all know. They, they've got a they got a graphic for that as well. Exactly, little slavering dogs like take over your browser. Yeah. And because the taxes will be so high, we'll all be completely impoverished. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll just go out and begin to steal the money back that we pay in taxes. Right. That seems fair. I think that's fair. And that's how you win the game. Uh, you know, victory is sweet. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then, uh, yeah, I was going, I was trying to make a Civilization Five joke, and I failed. I could not put that together. <sighs> so, anyways, um, that's how you beat the game: jack up taxes, cut the, uh, cut the police. Um, the minute you like drop the police budget down to zero, they're like a little window pops up and asks for your address. <laughs> Um, but anyways, the budget calculator was a way to, um, to collect input from people about what they thought were the most important, uh, priorities. Um, although they're not, it doesn't work anymore. So the, you can play oh. the game, but they're not actually, you can't like hit submit and have your suggestions right. put through to the city anymore. Well, that's because we already have all the crowdsourcing we need, uh, cause we fired the budget planners and, uh, we just got the people of the city to do it. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Regina. Yeah. Actually, it was, it, it's really, we, um, that wasn't a slider on the game, but cutting all of the budget officers by getting you to do the work, that was the secret behind the scenes plan. It, it worked really well. We yeah. got, we, we're making it rain. We are. We are. Um, but yeah, and the, the reason they're also not taking, uh, input is because uh, the budget is being written up right now as we speak upstairs. They're beavering away up on, I don't know, the sixth floor. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. even know. They don't let us up there. They don't. Yeah. Um, so it'll be finalized and released mid-November-ish, and then it'll be going to a special city council meeting, uh, city council meeting on December 7th. So they so they can expect uh, Regina massive taxes, no police, and uh, anarchy loosed upon the city. Mm-hmm. It's gonna twenty sixteen is gonna be an exciting year I, in Regina. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And remember, it's on you, Regina. This is the budget that you picked. That's right. Um, yeah. I don't know. You got anything more on that? Only that all your dreams will become nightmares, Regina. Sorry, I was just stalling. Oh, hang on a sec. Yeah, I feel oh, better now. Geez, that's fantastic. Um, we need we need to use that uh, almost all the time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, whenever I need to take a drink, anyways. Yeah. And um, uh, I think that I think they'll appreciate it here on ninety one point three FM CJTR Regina's community radio station, where we broadcast in compliance with MOEX ten sixty three. Yeah. That's us. Um, so uh, another thing uh, that's coming up now that it's uh, budget season. Uh, this week, executive committee, uh, they were considering a thing called a multi-year budget. Da, 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 multi-year budget. Yeah. So the idea here is that instead of putting together an operating budget every year, which is currently how we do it, uh, they would start putting out a budget every four years. And that would cover the whole four-year stretch. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, because nobody likes doing budgets. No. I know I don't like doing budgets. Um, our department doesn't like doing budgets. Aiden does our department budgets. I've never actually done the budget. Well, no, I've never done the budget. And that's why we're surviving on jelly beans. Exactly. Um, if somebody could send down some more jelly beans, um, we have donuts, but we actually placate the leopard outside with the donuts. Yeah, so that's all we'll eat. Uh, now that we've run out of leopard chow. Um, so with these uh, multi-year budgets, uh, this idea was originally championed by Councillor Mike O'Donnell back in 2011. 
administration came out with a report after that report. Uh, the report listed all the pros and cons of multi-year budgets. Um, and council resolved that the members of council support in principle the idea of multi-year budgeting and request the matter be placed on the agenda for an upcoming strategic planning session. That was in 12, 2011. I'm surprised we weren't invited to that meeting. We weren't. We're not at the table. Well, you know, they're just getting to it now. So there's still time for us to wind up at that strategic planning session yeah, uh, because uh, as executive committee uh, was told in that report, the the report about multi-year budgets coming forward in 2015 fulfills that request finally at long last <sighs> at long last budgeting yeah so you're probably wondering why we want to do multi-year budgets i am actually i mean aside from the obvious advantage of not having to do a budget every year right um well the report lists off a list of like very you know very long list of things and i'm going to list them all off here uh they uh, it along Excuse me. Multi-year budgets promote long-range thinking and strategic planning because mm -hmm. you've got to think about the future. Mm -hmm. It improves financial management because you have to manage for the future. Uh, it reduces uncertainty because you know what's coming up in the future. Uh, it promotes service-based planning, manages risk, strengthens communication, accountability, and transparency, improves efficiency, and potentially reduces time dedicated to budget development and supports our credit rating. But I think really at the end of the day, nobody likes going to budget meetings. And I think all of those issues, all of those mm -hmm. like improvements, could be actually ameliorated, or that's improved, uh, by using the time machine. How so? Well, you just go forward into the future, see what's happening, mm -hmm. and then come back to the past and budget, or back to the present, and you budget for it. Oh, we, my God. I, We spent some money on this last year. Yeah. City Council has yet to use it. It's in the basement. But wait a second. I think this was the plot of a recent Doctor Who episode, because what happens if you go into the future and you get all of your ideas for how to budget for the city, then you go back in time and you institute those ideas. Where did the idea originally come from? Mind blown. Who wrote Beethoven's symphonies? That's a Doctor Who. That, that a doctor. We actually base most of our policy decisions here in the Bureau on Doctor Who episodes. Yep. Uh, and we have lots of fights because, uh, you know, I want to base my decisions on Cap the Capaldi Doctor and I like to base my decisions on the Tom Baker doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so a jealous. Lot of, <laughs> there's, there's quite a lot of, lot, lot of scarf wearing going on in, in the Bureau. Yeah. Well, you know, it means that we can, like, save money on uh, heating. And special effects. Yeah. And we only need one scarf for both of us. <laughs> uh, so anyways, with the four-year budget cycle... Um, you, okay, so you want to go with a four-year budget cycle because we have elections now every four years. You don't want to have it every five years because then everything would be out of sync. So you want to have a four-year budget cycle. Um, and this could mean that a one-term councillor could potentially only ever have to go through one real budget process, which sounds pretty mm, sweet. It does. Although it does sound like future councillors are getting off damn easy. And I think I think our councillors should have to, like, work. Mm -hmm. Like, once we, once we elect them, they should just have to be worked like dogs. Yeah. Slavering dogs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that idea. Mm. 
what else was I going to say on budget? Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're, uh, the system they're recommending, uh, you can only budget for four years, but you can't set the mill rate target. So mill rates are like your property tax rate. Um, you can't set those uh, by law in Saskatchewan. Municipalities have to set their mill rates every year. They can't set them in advance. Um, so they would be passing the mill rates every year, but they would have they would set aspirational mill rate targets for four years in advance. Um, I, think, I think the millers control this like far too much of our of our financial situation. Yeah, that's the secret history of Regina is like how much the millers actually control. Yeah, just running those mills, setting the rates. I don't even know what they mill. I know. I mean, they milled up all the trees, and now we just have prairie as far as the eye can see. My God. So it's, it's Sooner or later, we're going to run out. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. If approved, council is planning to roll out the first multi-year budget in 2019. So it's a ways off yet. They originally had planned, uh, they had directed council, or council directed administration to uh, have the first multi-year budget ready to go in 2017. But administration pointed out, you guys, there's an election in 2016 for the city. Uh, the new councillors wouldn't have time to participate. It would just be all a schlamazel. So they suggested 2019 so you'd have like a more seasoned council involved in the process. Wow. So, I mean, so we won't even get the first multi-year budget until I've turned, like, 23. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. shocking, isn't it? You'll it's, almost be a grown-up. I know. I'm. People will say that I look like I'm in my 40s. The answer is I age terribly. Yeah. Well, you do when you have to work in a basement like we do. It's true. I think, yeah. I think we're not getting any vitamin D. D. From the sun. Oh, is that where that comes from? Yeah. I, I thought it was from Doritos. No, no, it's it's a common mistake. Um, yeah. But yeah, every you go outside and the sun sends down, sends down a little packet. Oh. And they go into vending machines and you buy like bags of them from vending machines. Your vitamin D. That is Doritos. Sorry. Oh. You're right. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to know that I'm getting plenty of vitamin D then. Um, so yeah, that's multi-year budgeting. Uh, first, first suggested first championed in february of 2011 maybe coming to fruition in 2019 eight years felt rushed just times flying by the mills of god grind slowly yeah but they grind everyone up eventually they do they do so that's it. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, that's everything you need to know about budgeting. Uh, so uh, I hope we see everybody out to the December 7th uh, city budget meeting. Uh, that'll be at Henry Baker Hall. It'll start at 530, um, and it could go all night. No, it won't go all night. It won't go all night. Yeah, it might go to midnight. Okay, I, could, I yeah. can live with that. I can live with, like, a good midnight budgeting yeah. session. Yeah, it all depends. Um, yeah, I, I've heard stories, I've heard rumors, like, years and years and years and years ago, before, like, even before, like, um, Pat Fiaco was mayor, uh, budget meetings would go on, were really acrimonious, and there'd be fighting and um, hair-pulling and screaming and yelling and gnashing of right. teeth, and the, the meetings would literally go, like, till past one o'clock in the morning, wow. but apparently we have a much more um, civil uh, city council now, and they can usually get these things sorted out. Well, they brought in Pat Fiaco because he's well-known as a cooler. He is, so like, yeah. Cool down like these budget yeah. meetings, and uh, eventually they, uh, you know, they had the whole thing running smoothly. Yeah, yeah. And he just said, "You know what to do? Be nice until it's time not to be nice." Sound advice from former Mayor Pat Fiaco. Sound advice. Yeah. All right. So, shall we adjourn the meeting? I think we should. 
Okay, motion to adjourn. I, I'll make that motion. Um, the water cooler seconds it. We pass the motion. Thank you very much for listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. We'd like to thank uh, CJTR, 91.3 FM, uh, City Council, as always, and Guidewire, a.k.a. Ryan Hill, for providing our excellent theme music. Good night. Oh, yeah. Good night, Regina. Sleep well. Keep on improving. Mm-hmm.